This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 116 for real this time. I think last episode I said episode 116, but it was episode 115. Uh, but as always, please remember to like, subscribe, download, share our stuff. We really appreciate it. Um, this football season, we're going to be going hopefully our best our best football season yet. But I'm your host, P-Dog, joined alongside our other host, M-Dog. And M-Dog, how you doing today? Doing well. Doing well. I didn't know if we were going to get this baby in, though. I thought we were going to, like, falter right out the gate here. I know. I was a little I was a little disappointed, but I didn't want to tell you because I knew it wasn't actually your fault. Um being if the family man that you are um but i was like ah shit like i was so so excited and ready to go for this episode and i was like i think i think i got good ideas i think we got some shit brewing for for this football season yeah and i feel i feel good about the thing the work that you've put into it so far and like tonight i was just things were not going as smooth around the house as i would have hoped and I didn't think we were, I was going to like be able to pull this off. And then, so it's just, we're just running a little later than we normally do, I guess. Yeah, no, but it was all good. You text me and you're like, we can get it in tonight. Cause we were contemplating going tomorrow and I was like, ah, shit. But I think normally what we're going to try to do, we'll kind of show them how the sausage is made here. I think we're going to try to record on Sunday you're night. You're going to show them your sausage. I'll do that too. I actually did that uh, at the wedding. Showed some people, showed it off a little bit. So yeah, I mean, if it's if it's nice, you might as well. I don't know why why we're so opposed to it here in the in the states, you know, and probably around <laughs> the world. But no, it was. I did it in a bathroom during the rehearsal dinner, but one buddy just really wanted to see it, so I just showed everybody that was in the bathroom it at the time, but uh i was just right. taking one taking one for the team someone's got to show their dick at uh rehearsal dinner so, so it, I was, it's <laughs> like it's like a, a rite of passage huh yeah i mean if someone didn't do it you didn't do it right that's oh, that's yeah. what i've heard we might not have, i'll have to ask around see who did it at my wedding because it wasn't me yeah i wasn't at your rehearsal dinner else i would have done it for you guys um yeah but but i'm pretty sure Somebody someone, did. Someone pissed off the lacrosse center. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name names. It, I might have done it too, though. But I'm not gonna name names of the person I know for sure who pissed off the lacrosse center that night. But see, so they did show the dick at the wedding then for sure. I mean, it was like, yeah. yeah. As, All right. As, so that's a, it's a standard. It's a rite of passage. I'll make yeah. sure I remember this next wedding I go to. <laughs> <laughs> if someone hasn't done it you're like oh well guys last dance of the night can't hold anything <laughs> back now rip that puppy out but this is our all business episode but like i was saying before mike started talking about my wiener, <laughs> uh we're, we're gonna try to roll sunday nights packer games fresh in our mind obviously if we have a monday night game we're gonna have to alter our schedule just a little bit 
or even a Sunday night game, we'll probably have to alter our schedule a little bit, which luckily yeah. as Packer fans, we do end up getting, I don't even know if I would say luckily anymore. I think I like noon and three o'clock games, but we will. Yeah, but you probably have game. a hard time seeing those games, right? Mm. So I'm going to be back in the central time zone for the majority of the season. So it will be better for sure. That hour, I swear to you, is ridiculous. Like how big of a difference it makes in my life. Like, oh, no, I don't think I think I understand that that hour makes a big difference. Right. So, I mean, if you're living your whole life that. Like 10 o'clock is bedtime. Going to bed at 11 affects you. Yeah. And I mean, as I've gotten older, the earlier I've been going to bed, um, even last night, uh, watching that game last night, like I fell asleep in the fourth quarter, like we put it on in our room. So I didn't even get to see like all the good stuff go down. But like I've said on the show before, I've gotten a little bit better with like, I'll just watch the next day. Like the FOMO doesn't kill me as much. Like I used to need to see that shit live like there was yeah. some like yeah. proudness to it and like I, I don't even know what it was like and see, like the excitement got me a lot more too and for me i don't know if i care as much about the game if i don't see it live exactly I, and i mean but i th- think i've died down on caring so much about other teams like if it's a packer game i'm staying up till the end of it like yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it, it turns into a blowout, um, I still try to stay up for it, but like maybe I'll turn it on in the bed and go down. Yep. But for being this our or for this being our uh, all business episode, we got to get the business here real quick. Yeah, we've done a lot of non-business so far, <laughs> so uh, we're let's jump into straight business Thursday night thunder. I know I was wrong. I know Pat was wrong. We both screwed the pooch. Um, I think we underestimated the Kelsey being out. We probably didn't know. We went on Wednesday night, recorded that on Wednesday night, and um, I would say that we just didn't. I think we understood Kelsey was hurt, but not 100% that he was going to be out. Yeah. Because, yeah, we we were both heavy on the Kansas City. That we yeah, were well, thinking it to take the lines. No, and I still, I, I don't even regret the pick. Um, Cardari's Tony took a beating for that game, but I mean, almost rightfully so. But my Twitter timeline was just get people straight shitting on that dude. And yeah, n- no sympathy at all. I didn't see like, anything that was like oh man rough game like he's gonna bounce back like the more i don't know much about him like i know he's like a solid receiver for the chiefs but so he's been kind of like a like a a personality that people don't like especially out east because he was on the giants team and basically just never played it down because he was injured right he was injured kansas city trades for him and all of a sudden he wasn't injured anymore. Okay. 
I forgot about that part of the story. Okay, it makes a lot more sense, like why people were shitting on him so much. So it's like already people didn't like him, wanted to see him fail. He failed pretty bad, and uh, yeah. and they got shit on. But well, yeah, he, and so last night I think he had three like legit drops, right? So it might not be perfect footballs that are thrown to him, but three legit drops, and I think like the number of drops for a year, like last year, the top was like in the teens, like 15. It's not like it's 30 or something like that. You know, and he had three in one game. Unbelievable. Yeah. And then one turned into a pick six. Um, I guess like my biggest takeaway from that game is I think the Lions are kind of scary this year is that's a game. The Lions don't win in the past. Um, they clutched up in the fourth quarter, needed a big drive, got a big drive, scored a yep. touchdown, and then they they shut the Chiefs down. Granted, the Chiefs didn't have all of their weapons going, but the the Lions got lucky, and then they took advantage of getting lucky, where I don't think the Lions would have done in the past. So now the Packers still have the Chiefs on their schedule, but they're going to have to play the Chiefs at full strength. So it was a steal of a game. Like it was a big game, I think, because that's that's team teams in the NFC North are gonna have trouble with the Chiefs. And yeah, the Lions yep. got lucky not having to play against Kelsey and they took advantage of it. Which is yeah, not very then, Lion. That's not very Lions. Like that's that's like the definition of being the Lions is you go into that game with everything in your favor and you shit the bed. And they didn't do that. And Right. And the Chiefs kind of failed out on a couple drives that would have put them, would have put it out of reach, really. Um, so they ended up with field goals at the end of the half, which it feels like they never do. And then they ended up a field goal maybe in the like the early in the fourth quarter, ended up with another field goal, put them up 20 to. So when it was 2014, and then they had to punt with like seven minutes to go, the Chiefs did. Um, right there, I was like, oh, they're not going to cover. Like, there's no way they cover this game. Like, no chance. So the line was at uh, six and a half, so he had to hit seven. We definitely didn't get it at that. We got it at, like, five and a half. We would have been We would have been good if, if... See, I thought it was at six and a half when we were looking at it. It doesn't matter. So, like, I was thinking it was six and a half, that they had to be at seven. And so, at that point, if it was six and a half, that's definitely what I was thinking. I knew they couldn't cover because they weren't going to like, they wouldn't, if they got the ball back again, they wouldn't try to score. They'd try to run out the clock. Right. And so I tweeted out at one point, like that they're not going to cover They're Like it just wasn't going to happen. So I knew I had lost my like bing bongs, like right there on the, and you you were completely wrong though, like because I I don't even think we got it at six and a half. I think we got it at five. I don't even think it was five and a half because it closed at minus four and a half. So I I don't think there was a two point swing. I must be like just going crazy then. Yeah, I think I think your brain was bent. We did. I will give you that we did have it written on the paper as one thing and change it to another thing. But I don't think it was six ever. Um, Man. But, I, but, yeah. So I was like, my thinking 
was wrong. But like, so you were thinking they were covering there in the fourth quarter right up until that touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just must be a crazy person and that's, that's okay. Um, I do think that if Tony only has one drop in that game, that the Chiefs probably win that game. Yeah. If, if he catches that pick six or just doesn't, doesn't bat it up in the air. Like, cause it was, I think even if it's not even, not even the pick six, so you give up that pick six. I think even then, like you get a clutch third down. I mean, it was like a clutch third down that he drops too. I mean, just some crazy shit. Now, I think the big story on Twitter was that the right tackle, left tackle, right tackle, was jumping every time. The right tackle was early every time. Yeah, and that was like a big story with uh, one of the stud. Uh, I don't think it was Kelsey. Their other stud, uh, one of the Eagles, not Sutton. Uh, I am dog right, shit so he, offensive line, but he's a notable <laughs> offensive lineman for the Eagles, and he was doing that at the end of like all last season, and there was a reason why it was legal. But, yeah, I did hear like this one was like a little bit more illegal than – than what? Yeah, so everybody was tagging Bak- Bakhtiari in it too, right? And like pointing out to him. So he must do it a little bit. Yeah. And I think the good ones do. They get away with it. But yeah, we can stop talking about the Thursday night thunder. Like we were saying, we both got it wrong. So that was a, I'm going to say that's our breakfast ball of the season. So we're not going to count that for anything. Ooh, all right. Sounds and good. Then, <laughs> just like so that, our Badger game, yeah. That, that's those are our mulligans. It was our first. Um, it was our first shot at betting this year. So, so we are still on a clean slate right now. But I do want to touch uh, the game I just got done watching and kind of watching, kind of getting ready for this. But the Brewers end up beating the living shit out of uh, the New York Yankees. Uh, Colin Ray starts the game, goes four and two-thirds innings, ends up giving up two runs. I did not see when he came out, but his pitch count was at 85, so I don't know if something happened to him or if he was just in trouble. But they put uh, Uribe Uribe in. Um, He goes one, one and a third, gets us out of that trouble. And then the Brewers just absolutely go off in, I want to say, the seventh it was that they got, yeah, seventh through the eighth. So they ended up putting up eight runs in that one. But uh, our boy, like we were saying, Adamas, uh, he gets two hits in this game, hits a big home run to get the Brewers going in the fourth after Colin Ray gave up those runs. But then it was all Brewers from there on out. But, yeah, they got three runs in the seventh, three runs in the eighth. Um, uh, Adamas gets a homer. And like we were saying last episode, it seems like this Brewers team is going to go as Adamas goes. Is If he gets hot, we, we definitely got a chance in this. And – if I am, rec- yeah, and 
the Cubs lose to Arizona, uh, one to nothing, which was big. I think our magic number went from 21 to 19 in a day. And nice. from the last time we recorded, I want to say this doesn't seem right. So something must not have been updated because we've only played one game since the last one. And the Brewers were only a game and a half up, but now they're back to three games up. So the Brewers have won. So, so the Cubs have lost. The Cubs lost last night to put it back okay. to two. And then if we won and then the Cubs lost tonight, then it puts it at three. Okay. Yep. That's exactly, exactly what happened. So now we are going to move on to our last grading point of the season. We did this just in time. The only thing we have left to grade on the Packers, I guess, offense, defense, is secondary um i guess we could throw special teams into this one real quick as well and give the special teams a grade but let's let's do the secondary first do you want me to roll through who we got starting uh yeah so i think i'm probably i don't know if i completely understand who our second safety is right so we have darnell savage we have alexander and douglas are going to be the starters when it comes to the secondary. And I don't know if I know who the fourth guy, Rudy Ford. Yep. You definitely do. It's your boy. It's your boy, Rudy, my, my, my boy, Rudy Ford. Um, I am really high on one corner. I think Douglas is plus, right? So he's not a, he's not a, like a detriment to the team. Um, doesn't pull the grade down. Right. So if I'm grading just the corners, I'm going to give our corners an a minus, I think. So, but I would have to say, like Alexander, as far as the lead looks at him right now, or gets the press looks at him. I guess I don't know inside the lead what they look at him, but he, you know, ends up in the top three. So he's got to be an A. So if you're saying Russell yeah. Douglas doesn't pull the grade down it at all, it would have to be an A. So, so I mean. Yeah, so I like so, our, like our GPA is not coming down just because we've got an A minus, right? You don't your GPA doesn't drop for an A minus. It just right. So we have a ninety one. Okay, right. I like that. A minus. That's uh, like giving Alexander a ninety six and Russell Douglas like an eighty five or or something yeah, something like that. like that. Yeah, something along those lines. Um, I think Douglas is fine. I think if when if and when Stokes can come back this year, and I don't really know if i understand if that's even possible i don't know what happened to him and whether or not that'll change um and then uh i want to say carrington is it carrington valentin yep carrington valentin okay so his first name's carrington okay uh i think that he's a plus player i think that he's good i don't think that he's the safety type now when we're moving to safeties i believe that we need like something special to happen. We need guys to like play above what what they're kind of graded at. I would give them C minuses. Um, and I might give I might give Savage a C and then Rudy Ford a C minus. So um 
kind of my personal thoughts on this one here are that the safeties are not good and the corners are good. And so I will give our overall grade of like a, I think I'm going to pull, pull it down to B minus, right? So A minus C minus, we're going to give them an overall secondary grade of a B minus. Okay. I like that a lot. Uh, Cause yeah, safeties are definitely our biggest question mark on the defense. Um, I think if we kind of sum up like what we did, we're not going to go back position by position, but I mean, our front seven pretty well graded are like them a lot. Rashawn Gary looks like he's going to be a hundred percent coming into game one too, which is really helpful. Yeah, that's huge. And I mean, that makes your safeties so much better too. Uh, yeah. So like that, yep. that brings up the level that you use safety play. Um, so yeah, I I can't remember exactly what we went on the offense for a grade, but it does seem like as a team, if we averaged out what all we said, if I was a good enough producer, I could go back and probably it seems like our team grades out at kind of a B minus just with with all the question marks that we have. But we're very, very strong in some areas that is very very good to be strong at so yeah so i think i would bump it to a b with the unknowns making us be able to drop as low as a c minus and with our unknowns also if they play out for us being able to bring us up to like an a minus so i think i think it splits the middle but if you've been listening to us for long enough, this is probably the most critical we've ever been on the team. So, but we're very optimistic. Oh, easily, so. easily the most critical. <laughs> like this off season for sure is the most critical we've ever been of the Packers. Usually we are the eternal optimists and just homers left and right. And you'll and, see that when our picks like that, that's pretty normal, right? Oh yeah, you gotta you gotta risk it for the biscuit, and you never bet against the Packers, and you always never bet. On the bet a, yeah, like you. So like you don't just like leave no money on the Packers. Like oh, like this is a sketchy game. Uh, uh, Jordan Love starting against the Chiefs. You don't you don't bet on the Packers. Like we'll just leave that one off the line because we don't want to bet against them. Nope, just fucking bet on them. That's that's what banging on the drum does. Yep. 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 But yeah, uh, I do think we're still optimistic if if we're giving them a B. Like I said, critical evaluation. I'll say B minus right now. The floor is a C minus. The ceiling, I would say, is an A minus. Um, which, Whoa. which, like, like, what do you feel about that statement? Like, you think the ceiling's an A plus this year? No, I don't feel like the ceiling for the um, the safeties is anywhere near that, and so the secondary can't get. I was talking get to an A minus. Oh, you're talking about the team is total. The team in total. Okay, so I guess is safety an, an important enough position in order to pull us down defensively? Because defensively, I do think like. I'm going to 
I think they're an A, an A squad, uh, right around, right. So all the way around. Um, our pass rush is really, really good. And I mean, super biased take here, but oh, we yeah. might have the we might have the the deepest pass rush in the league. So you have Preston Smith, who's very, very good. You have Rashawn Gary, who I think is like probably from this point forward in his career a perennial pro bowler. Um, you draft Lucas Van Ness, and you have Kingsley and Igbari, who seems to show out all the time, right? So those are your ends. And then you have Kenny Clark in the middle, who dominates. You drafted um, Wyatt. Lucas Van Ness. Oh. Wyatt two years ago, who I would imagine is going to step up a little bit. And it sounds like a couple of the rookies this year. Um, and I think it's Brooks is a, Carl, like Carl a defense is a defensive lineman as well. That is creating some havoc And now that's preseason stuff. And I haven't seen everything work out on like an actual NFL game. But even if you can just rotate guys in and they can play at a functional level and you can get rest for um, a guy like Gary or Preston Smith, that's going to create real problems on third down. Because if the offensive lineman is a bit tired and they're a bit rested, like that is a recipe for success. I like it. I like it. But um, you would say this team – going into the season is an A team. D- uh, defensively, I think they're an A team. Okay. Defensively, I like um I know that like looking at fantasy football stuff that they do not love the Packers, right? So they fall 12th or something like that, 13th in people's rankings. Everything that I've seen is that they're not like this dominant team. Um I think that's faulty. I think we can shut down any wide receiver number one, right? And then if you put together a good game against the number two wide receiver, um, the your the passing game gets very, very difficult. And I think our front seven is dominant. Um, I believe we're going to have one of the best front sevens in the league this year. And it it's not really going to be that surprising to me um offensively i think that for the most part we're in we we're in like wait and see territory with all our skill positions our offensive line i think is an a but i think yeah like i yeah i would say it's definitely an a and then our quarterback is could be anything could be really anything from an a to like a complete f we don't know what he's going to be. He's a backup in this league, I think. I think we've seen in the preseason that, at the very least, he can be a backup for a long time in the league. So maybe he's a D at his very worst, right? I if think that's did. a C, though. Like, like I, th- I don't know. Because there's, there's guys that have been in the league a long time that cannot run an offense to save their lives, right, in the regular season, but they're backups forever. And they can come in and play. Um, yeah. I think that's like a lot of personality and I think that's yeah. Like being good in 
in rooms, like being a good hand. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, obviously they're extremely talented, like. Yeah. And uh, intelligent, right? Yeah. yeah. But like Matt Castle strikes me as a C quarterback. Um, yeah. Long Matt, term, right? I guess though, but Matt Flynn is a D because. Right. So, so let's just say it's a D and not an F, right? So it could range anywhere from A to F. Um, our wide receivers, I think, are in the same boat, right? So they could come out, and if we have guys injured all year, and nobody steps up and plays. So if we have, so right now, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are going to, uh, are Watson is out for the game, and Dobbs is questionable for the game. If those things linger all year and our guys never get right, and we're starting guys like Samori Torre, Malik Heath, um, I guess Reed. I don't even. So Jaden Reed, I like have a lot of hope for. Yeah, but the other two he seems like he's going to be good. Yeah, but the other two I don't have a ton of hope for. Right, like so, they are like your fringe player from. And I'm trying to think of the guy that, like, the touchdown Jesus guy that we had um, that got cut and pissed Rodgers off. Oh, was he from Wisconsin? I don't. Kumaro. No, yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He was Whitewater. He went to Whitewater. Are you sure Kumaro was Whitewater? 100% sure. Jake okay. Kumaro was. Or no, wait. His brother played for Whitewater? Okay. No, you, that sounds right, that he played for Whitewater. That's a possibility. It doesn't matter. Um, but like, that's who those guys are. Is Jay Kumro, a guy who shows out in the preseason, but I don't really have faith that they're going to be like good long term solutions. Yeah. No. I. I mean, with what we just heard about Christian Watson today, and it's and I think Lafleur came out and said it's not like a three to four week thing. It's a it's a week to week thing. That kind of, I'm not going to say it rubs me the wrong way. It's just bad luck. I don't think Christian Watson's probably doing anything wrong, like not stretching or or doing, like, I don't think that's what it is. I just think he's, you know, working super hard and has been getting unfortunate. Because, um, I mean, like, we've seen it at the beginning of last season. It's like, sure, you can learn how to get tackled a little bit, but I mean, he's a he's a young player in this league that's still learning some of the tricks of the trade, and he was getting laid the fuck out yeah, every he time he caught the ball. <laughs> like, yeah. like, uh, so, like, what do you do in that? Yeah, so, you know, I think what happened recently is that he got a hamstring injury, yeah. which for a speed guy I think is very concerning, right? If your hamstring starts going, then I think it kind of keeps going the whole year. So he's going to have to learn to live with that hamstring and it's just going to be a thing or he's going to have to sit for those three to four weeks until it gets a hundred percent better, which is hard to do, right? Like, especially when you probably assume the team needs him. That's what I assume. I, I a hundred percent think so. Like my, my optimism for, for love goes down a little bit. Um, with with him out not not like love long term but it's just going to be a tough to start when you don't have 
a true number one, which I think Watson is going to be if he can get back to be being healthy. I think I think Watson is a straight up problem for other teams. Yeah. We, so we even had those Vikings even, guys, and they came and said like. Yeah, he's he's not going to be a fun guy to, you know, be play or not a fun guy to play against for for a long time. Yeah, and so I think even if he's not great and he's just the guy that like runs the go route and can catch the deep ball, like that's all he can do. He's a problem for teams because he's that fast, at least for the next four or five years. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into this Packers versus Bears game. What did we end up getting line at? Packers plus one, Bears minus one, or uh so I think the last time I saw it was at one and a half for the um so bears minus one and a half. Yeah. So I'm looking right now. One and a half over under is 42. Where do you got the over under at? Do you take the over or the under? Uh, I think I take the under in this one. Just, just, I didn't look at the number. I, I don't think about overs and overs or unders and overs like very often. So I have a hard time conceptualizing that. So that is like a, what do you say, 42? It's, like yeah. it's, it's, it's probably 42 and a half because they don't actually do even numbers on. Oh, they did do an even number on that. So it's 42. So it's um, 21 to 21. It's a tie. It's basically. a tie. Um, yeah. So it it's actually probably 23 to. No, no. 22 to 21. 22 to 20 would put. Yeah. With a one and a half. Yeah. Yeah, which 22 is just not score. But right. Yeah, like betting wise, obviously, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Packers in this one. But I do got a little breakdown here. You ready to let me cook on this one for a little bit? And then simmer it up. Yeah, pop in whenever you need to. So I'm gonna go go to this offense defense. And then I'll preface, I don't know shit about the Bears special teams unit. So I only have one thing to say about special teams when we get down to that. But with all the unknowns of what the – so I'm starting with offense. I'm going to say who's better. Uh, With all the unknowns that the Packers have going for them and then Watson being out, in this game I'm going to give the slight edge to the Bears in this one. So seeing that Jordan Love has less actual playing experience than Fields, I think Fields is a solid quarterback. I thought Darnell Mooney two years ago, I guess he was hurt quite a bit last year, but he looked like a good player. Chase Claypool is a solid player. They added DJ Moore, so that can only make them better. So honestly, like their receiving core – plus Cole Komet is fairly solid. And then like, if you look in their tight ends deeper, they got Robert Tanyan and Mercedes Lewis. So, I mean, they got two guys who know the Packers playbook a little bit on their side. I don't know how much that actually plays into it. Um, 
And then on top of that, they have two pretty solid running backs in uh, Khalil Herbert, Herbert, and then Deontay Foreman. So, so yeah, just reiterating a little bit is, I do, I do think the Bears have the slight advantage on offense, especially with Watson down. And what do you think about that? So I agree with that. Um, I think what we're missing is offensive line where I think we have an advantage, right? Oh, um, for sure. A hundred percent. So I don't know what the Bears offensive line looks like. I just think the Packers offensive line is probably one of the top five in the league. And I would imagine that the Bears is not. So um, I think that's the one spot you kind of missed on the offense. Um, yeah, I think all skill position – I do think Aaron Jones is better than both yeah. of their running backs, but that doesn't make their running back room bad, right? Their run, running back room is just fine. And then Fields is going to create problems in the running game as well. So I would add him into that like piece of it too. So I, I would probably give them an edge on the running game. And then their wide receivers, I feel like are a little bit more proven. Claypool's had good games. Obviously, DJ Morris had like really dominant games. And so wide receivers, I'm giving them the edge because we have more unknowns, especially without Watson. Like so Watson is on par with Chase Claypool or DJ Moore, I think. My my personal opinion, but you know. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe DJ Moore has a ton of games down in Carolina that are super dominant, but I don't remember that offhand. Yeah. I mean, he played for like a pretty piss poor, like yep. when when the uh, Panthers were piss poor. So it's yep. his, like hearing DJ Moore is more like hearing what the league thinks about DJ Moore. And yeah. it seems like there's quite a bit of respect uh put on dj moore's name i guess for what he can do if he had the opportunity to do it yeah so the wide receivers have definitely bigger names than the packers do for sure right uh so offense i i think you're right i think we give the edge to the bears and what the packers need to do is make sure that their defense neutralizes that offense which is very possible because I don't know how we're going to like dip in dunk back into this, but obviously if you have Alexander, do you remember from last year? We we don't usually have Alexander follow the best guy. He usually plays a side, right? Dependent on the game plan. So I think the thing that Joe Barry generally had done is like, left him off. But then when they played the Vikings the second time, he put him on Justin Jefferson and Justin Jefferson had a dog shit game, probably his only dog shit game of the year, honestly. Okay. And so, so, I mean, at least we're smart enough to do that. I, I'm still dusting it off. There's a couple things that I really want to pay attention to more this year is the Packers offensive line. And then also like, corner play um i feel like i have a tough time paying attention to that because i'm not 
digging into the all 22. I think I might do that a little bit more because I feel like we're going to narrow our scope a little bit where, where we started this podcast, we were trying to do a little bit of the whole league, which I think I'm over trying to do that. I'm accepting the fact that we're two yeah. busy dudes that it's going to be more Wisconsin sports and then stories outside like sure yeah yeah pat mahomes scored six touchdowns six yeah, yeah. through a behind the back pass to whoever the fuck he's throwing to right now Darius tony and it yeah. gets dropped yeah yeah what we'll, we'll come up with it but but i'll move on to defense here real quick and then i'm giving the packers the large uh advantage in this department uh packers defense is very talented like you just heard we just we just talked about the Packers defense for a long time definitely underperformed last year especially on third downs Joe Barry has had enough time to evaluate and figure out he's got to do something different on third downs and if he hasn't done that by this point it's insane to me like I feel like he should be on the shortest fucking leash of any like coach going into a season ever with how how talented this defense is talked about being and how shitty he did on getting teams off the field on third down but then i'm sure you could have someone like show me the actual numbers and i was like oh it was it was average it's like the brewers with runners in scoring position where we're like they got to be the worst fucking team with runners and scoring. Yeah, it's position. highlighted for us, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so I'm sure, I'm sure there's a little of that going on there. But if you look at the Bears defense uh, and what they did last year, they were one of the worst defense. So they were 29th in overall yards, 31st in rushing yards allowed, 17th in passing yards allowed, and gave up the most points in the league out of all the teams last year so unless the bears did something like crazy drastic on the defense that i didn't hear about over the offseason like the packers have the clear edge even if they're that same underperforming defense as they were last year which i don't think Uh, they're going to be so who did they draft this year do you remember oh buddy no, that's a, no idea. I I can't remember either. They drafted eighth or ninth. They traded back with the Panthers, and then I can't like off the top of my head figure out who that would have been. Um, okay, they might have drafted defensive player, but they drafted Darnell Wright out of Tennessee in the first round. They took so an offensive they, tackle. Then they drafted a D tackle out of Florida, Gervin Dexter, uh, cornerback out of Miami, Tyree. Stevenson, and then they went D-tackle again out of South Carolina. Zach Pickens, um, inside linebacker, cornerback, D-tackle, cornerback. So they they did have a defensive-heavy draft, I think, and then Noah Sewell out of uh, Oregon. I don't know if I already said that already, but out of their draft picks, one, two, three, four, five six seven out of what looks to be nine or ten were defense so they went all yeah. defense in the draft yeah so like 
most of those guys aren't going to be like dominant here either. So they probably didn't change it too much. Um, like I like I said earlier, I think the Packers defense is top couple in the league. They're I believe pass rush creates good defenses, and the Packers have a great pass rush. Yeah. No, I I think I think the Packers have the the edge on defense. And then special teams we'll move to real quick. I think I prefaced this segment with I don't know what the fuck's going on with with the Bears special teams. I think we have kind of an issue with Carlson. Um, I can't remember. It's not Dan, but Anders. Anders Carlson. Um, but I mean it's young. It, it's another thing like where it's un unproven. But all I gotta say is our special teams last year. From the previous year, they were the comeback player of the year. Uh, yeah. We went from the worst special teams unit in the league, bar none. There was no special teams unit that was worse than the Packers in the league in what would have been 2020-2021 or 21-22. Last season was – this season's – Last so, season was 22-23. Okay. So 21, 22, we had a dog yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then it, it was bad. Like, I don't know if we were the worst for sure, but it was not good. They were the worst for sure. Cause that team was so damn good. Like there was no reason. Yeah, but, like that's just in our well. mind. That's just in our mind. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm, I no you're right. They were not that. good, but like, this is the same thing as the brewers being the worst uh, <laughs> on scoring position. Right. So like, yeah, um, we think it was bad, and it it was the reason we didn't go to the Super Bowl. I mean, when we had Chris Jackie on the show, like he straight up called them out. Not, I mean, like he's the no, same he as said, us too. Like he was like, yeah, if they, they don't, don't fix this, this, it's gonna cost them the suit. Like, like a, a a game in the playoffs. That's what he said. Basically, he, he said, said they're first, gonna lose the first game. They're gonna get knocked out. Which didn't happen, right? No, they did. That did happen. Yeah, yeah. It was San Francisco knocked them out immediately. Yep. So. Yep, yep, yep. Um, All right. So basically, we have the Bears have a slight advantage on offense, and the Packers have a major advantage on defense. And then special teams will just call wash because we don't know enough to call out the Bears special teams. They're dog shit. We'll yeah. give it to the Packers. Slight edge. Yeah. So with that all being said, I do think the Packers kind of have the edge in this game. Um, I also think the another edge in this game. I can't remember what it was. I just read it recently too. Uh, but it seemed ridiculous. The Packers beat the Bears the last eight times, eight in a row. So I think that is kind of gonna live in in bears like in the player's head um i want to make sure i'm saying this right but i'm pretty sure the last eight so the packers have won eight in a row over the bears that represents green bay's second largest win streak in this series so i wonder what the largest i mean just 
94 to 98. So far owned them too for a while. And then oh, I feel gosh. like they were just absolute dog shit at that time. Like Rogers I actually had to had to play them a little. I guess though after 98, that's probably when Erlacher came into play and then yep. Lance Briggs and like that defense, Mike Brown. Yeah, they, they had a dominant around. defense for probably a good 10 years, 15 years. Yeah, which kept them kept them in games at the very least. Yeah. Um but yeah, so Homer as Homer can be. I won't say I'm not worried about this game, but I do think the Packers are gonna win this game. I think what I've seen from Love in the preseason has far exceeded my expectations about him. And I went from being like, I don't think Love's the dude to I I really actually do think love is the dude do i think he's aaron Rodgers? no i think that's a unicorn i think aaron Rodgers might be the most talented quarterback to ever live um as far as all you need to be a quarterback mahomes kind of confuses me about that opinion just because mahomes can run the ball a little bit better Mahomes already. So I don't did think he his... does. I, I don't think. Did he you does see him last night? He runs I think, like pretty well. I think that Aaron Rodgers ran just very similarly to that when he was young. Yeah, no, and I don't disagree. Like Rodgers was the most frustrating guy ever, and honestly, like Rodgers still will run. And yeah, and he's okay. Right, yeah, he's fine. Like where I felt like Favre at the end of his career was kind of like, mm, like he looked slow. Like where Rodgers, like if he runs, he still looks like, yeah. I don't know. He's yep. so well calculated, but like he looks good when he's running. Like he looks, yeah, still spry. I guess where Favre kind of looked like Kerry Collins trying to run the ball or something like, something like that. Yeah, so uh, I think that people underestimate what Rodgers was for a like for a guy that was a pocket passer running. Like I think that he got out and he he was always safe about the way he ran, and he was always just fine. You know, he was never he's never like your rushing quarterback. He was never Steve Young or fucking Lamar Jackson or Randall Cunningham or these guys that like were elite level runners and there's Jalen Hurts. So like he's not that, but he was a guy that could take away like your heart and soul with a, with a calculated run. Yeah. And he was great at running. I honestly think he's still like, it, it's maybe not like quite what it was, but I think it's still there. Like, cause his yep. runs don't come from, um, like athleticism yeah it's more like you're running with your mind there yep yeah in which is probably what makes him the most talented cube qb i've ever seen is that he uses his brain to break people down and beat them in a lot of ways yeah and with this we we turned it into an aaron Rodgers segment but I think like we were saying, I think the Packers are going to win. I don't think it's going to be easy. 
Um, but what do you think? I'm excited. So, I'm like so excited to see this. I'm excited too. And um, this reminds me of, the, uh, I think it's the 2005 season. Maybe it's the 2004 season. Um, when I, when they were actually not great, right? Like that's probably when I became my biggest fan. The same I actually, season. Um, I don't remember what I think, man, that, that would have been maybe, Sam Congato, but like the year, the year they had to draft AJ Hawk fifth overall, because they were terrible that year. Right. Um, that's the year that I became a real fan. I think. That before that it was just like, yeah, I like the Packers. They're always good, right? Is to some to some extent what it was. Is that I didn't have an issue with them. Right. But I actually became invested in the games when they were when games were in question. Yeah. And I no, think I that's that's what we're gonna have this year is games are gonna actually be in question for the first time really in roughly 30 years. That we don't know what we're gonna get from quarterback play for the first time in 30 years. And uh, I'm excited to see what happens there. I do think the Packers win this game. I think the Bears team did not improve itself really enough in the offseason, and they're the worst team in the league. Like, they were, I don't know even if it was like that contested that they were the worst team in the league. I think it was kind of like standard. I mean, so they had the first overall pick. They traded out of that, which is fine. But like, we have to remember, this is a team we should beat because they were terrible last year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I think Christian Watson going down definitely doesn't help our cause. Does not help our cause. And like, I could see that we get a loss here. Like Justin Fields could take a, big leap from last year to this year. Um, I guess I just hope that if that does happen, that he does take a big leap, that that doesn't happen until later in the season. I like it. I like it. So Packers win long story short. So that we, we could have just said that, that that could have been the whole segment right there. But Fine. yeah, but then like, what's the point of the fucking <laughs> whole podcast? I mean, yeah. shit. Yeah. Packers win every time, just so you guys know. Um, spicy meatballs. Mike, you had a decent one. I'm going to rip mine real quick because I think it, it 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 rips our boy Christian Watson as well. But watching the game last night, and I can't remember who number four for the Chiefs is. I should. I think I wouldn't. So that, that is not McKinnon. Is it? Um... It's a receiver. Yeah. So no, 21 is God damn. I can't off the top of my head either. It's not Tony though. Yeah, no. It and this this takes a day late, dollar short. Justin Ross. Per Justin usual. Ross. I do not like receivers wearing single digit numbers. It confuses the shit out of me. Like I didn't have like any fantasy implications in the game. Or anything like that. But number four catching the touchdown and not being a running back kind of bugs me. And I ultimately but think. But running backs were never single digits either. Yeah, but th- that's 
I don't know. Like, I think there should be like different rules about it. Like if you line up like in the backfield, maybe you can have a single digit or or something like that. I don't so I mind think that sky more too. Could be. I think uh, no, that's I, don't think I think that's he's it. 21. But anyways, I think receivers should have to stick from 10 to 19 and then 80 to 89. I don't know. I kind of miss there being some structure in the numbers. I don't mind giving out more single digits, but I think the single digits should go to running backs and the running backs can have single digits 20 to 49 also um okay but but i i just miss like knowing exactly like who caught the touchdown like so you're it, being like the old man yelling at the clouds and you're just going to be angry about this a hundred percent and because it's change i don't know like how angry i am about it but i did not like when he caught that touchdown i was like that running back ran a route like a wide receiver and then, then it was like, oh no, it was a wide receiver. Yep. Like that, that kind of bothered me. It was Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice. Yeah. And then, yeah. Okay. Cause I was going to say, then he had the last name Rice too, which I correlate to a running back. And I was like, this guy's a receiver though. I don't know. Yep. It bugged me. But, but yeah, I also do think there's going to be, there's a wave in five years. Receivers are all going to start wearing eighties again. Cause yeah, it was, because it's like the rare thing to do. It'll be yeah. cooler. Yeah. yeah. But I did see some 81, some 83s last night, but the Packers receiving core, if we go numbers. Like I think it's uh so we got Watson is nine Dobbs is 87. Uh, is Reed 11. That sounds right. Tori, I think, is 81. 85. I think 85. he's 85. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be 83. It's going to be right in the middle, I feel like. No, it's got to be 85. It, it's, um, it's definitely Greg Jennings' territory. Someone's, yeah. Someone was 87, I want to say. Dobbs is 87. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, so, that, that's my we, spicy we, meatball is let's – Let's put some rules on the numbers. I don't mind back, having the rules. On put the them numbers. back on there, huh? So uh, I'm always surprised that you don't have more linebackers wearing like 40s numbers. I miss a good number 40 as a linebacker. And maybe they can't, but I know I feel like they can. Um, White, yeah, like, White does for uh, the Buccaneers. 45, I want to say. Um, okay. That but like. Says, AJ Hawk, I think at Ohio State was 47, and then he went with 50 for the Packers. And I think like a nice 47 or like that is a prime number for a linebacker. I think that that's the move. But then I would feel like they were in the wrong too, because that's a corners number. Anything from 20 to 50 is a corners number. 20 to 49. Yeah, whatever. 250, 49.999 can be a corner. Exactly. But, but yeah, I don't know what the rules need to be, but I do think it should be more well-defined. Like it should be like 
quarterbacks and running backs can wear these numbers. I don't even overly love that. Like, but I mean, it's never been like, if you really think about it, it's never really been that well defined. Cause like, why does the position where you carry the least amount of people get all the single one through 20? Yeah. One through through 19. Yeah. One through 19. And then running backs, you get, what was it? 20 through 49 receivers basically were 80 through which you carry a lot of 80 through 89 and, and then tight ends as well. And then offensive linemen, I guess that's probably where you carry the most is, is 50 through 69, 79. Oh yeah. 79. Good call. And then, but then the defensive numbers. Yeah. Are the same. And then, uh, ends or like, then you get 90 through, I guess offensive linemen could probably be 90 through 99. I don't like that though. Like I like. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, I I understand what you're saying. I don't think that it matters, right? I, so you're just. It doesn't bother me in college at all, though. It's just the NFL. They've always done it in college, though. That's part of it. And Um, I mean, there there's even repeat numbers in college. There's people who wear the same number. So I don't know. I'm going to say on this one, I don't think that I care. So I think that it's fairly spicy. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's the right way to think about it, but. But I kind of miss I'll it. Give you a, I'll give you a three and a half jalapenos. Oh, they're so, back. Jalapenos. Yep. Uh, they're back. The jalapenos are back. Um, I'll give you three and a half because I think that that's a pretty bold take. I think everybody likes the other numbers except for you and Tom Brady. Hey, Tom Brady doesn't either? No, Tom Brady said that he couldn't tell who was supposed to be where if they have like single digit numbers. Right. I kind like, of agree with him on that though. Especially coming but like from- that that should be the head game. Like I should put my offensive lineman in the fucking number three jersey just to fuck with people. Oh, that would be awful. But that's all that's all all these games are is head games. Like obviously superb athletes play these games, right? But it's a superb athlete versus a superb athlete. It almost never comes down to athleticism. It almost always comes down to the brain. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. I mean, college could be a little different. athleticism. Yeah. College is athleticism. In the pros, I think that it comes down to the brain. Yeah. No, and that's and then I think that's like an aspect you should take out, but whatever. Like you could keep it, you could. I I'm not willing to die on that hill, but I don't love it. I'm just saying that I don't love it. I got I got you, I got you. I, that's fair. I'll I'll give you that. All right, so I'll get into mine here real quick. Um, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Um, I think if the commanders, if they do want to change their name, right? I think this is the easiest way to go about it. Um. Maybe we should um, buy the copyright of this name before we put this all out. But um, the it should be the Washington Commandos instead of the Commanders. Commandos think, just 
just sounds way cooler than commanders to me. And it's basically the it. same thing. No, I, I like it a lot. Uh, Cause commandos you're in DC. So commandos are like your special forces guys. So like if you're, commando, yep, so it, like, it is, it is like the military culture that is in DC. I think is a piece of it is part of the reason that they are the commanders, right? They definitely aren't the like that's I, I mean I think you would have to be like pretty well versed in military, but I, I'm sure there's some sort of special forces in the DC area like uh that do stuff, but like come the secret service. Yeah, but that's that's a different thing. Uh but like commandos, I want to say like commandos are usually at like Fort Bragg or Fort Campbell. Yeah. Or no, you're not wrong about that, like, right? Like so. But I think that they were trying to like give an ode to the military with the commanders thing, right? And like the Pentagon and like yeah, that being a part of DC. But I think the commandos is just cooler for one, and then. Like it still gives some type of ode to the military. No, I love it. I think it should be the commandos as well. And then I think the logo should be like Rambo. So oh they, yeah, yeah. I like that. Like <laughs> just like a dude with a fucking bandana on. Hell yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that's fucking sweet. And they could make it look damn near as close to the you could have Rambo with a knife in his mouth. Like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the Buccaneers thing. Oh, that is Buccaneers shit. Like the yeah, classic I, I was one, I that. think, is like that. Yeah. But, yeah, but th- that's the old one. Like, the new one is now the Rambos. The Commando Rambos. I like that. The Commandos and then Rambo is, yeah, is the mascot. Like, and you get Sylvester Stallone to just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Uh, <laughs> I'm on board. <laughs> It's not my team. What do I give a fuck? Yeah, you get zero spicy meatballs. That's the second. So, so I think like the it's an easy change. Like it almost doesn't change anything. You just just change a couple letters. Couple letters at the end. Yeah. Yeah. No. Let's do it. Uh, Let's put push a petition uh, for for the commanders to be the commandos. And I we can it. call them uh, so on banging on the drum. They are now considered the commandos in my mind. I think we're just really good at like mascot stuff because I want to say it's up there. I don't think it quite, quite gets mine. And I have to look at the Big Ten changes so far, but the animals versus the non animals. So it's it like actually one of the most it... genius things I've ever thought of. So it was the ducks and the odd. So Washington is the Huskies, which throws yeah, it all off. Yeah, because we run ducks, Huskies, but UCLA and um, USC were Trojans, Bruins, bear, human. Yeah. So shit. We just need to add Notre Dame. Add Notre uh, Dame in there, right? Like then, wh- where then would you? Outside. Where would you? Where would you put like if we got Miami? I think Miami is like on. What is a hurricane? I know I their mascot you, I is you, a. I think you could put them a, wherever you needed them to be. It would be okay. like non-humans, but like if you had, it looks like we'd be animal heavy anyways. So I think they would just go on the non. 
non-human side of things. No, they would go on the human side of things. Oh, yeah, human. Yeah, animals and non-animals. They would go on the non-animal side of things. Yeah, all right. And and if we did get uh, Notre Dame and, like, we had to split, we could say a leprechaun is an animal of some sort. No, I think we're short on humans, so I think we're okay. Anyway, if we get Notre Dame, an Irishman is a human. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where we go. All right. Yep. And, and with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Now that we're back from that quick break, we have a segment brought to you by Coney Island the Coney Island Double Dog Division winners of the year. So we are going to do a little bit better this year about following through with our punishments. So we're not yeah, going to make We did them. not do any last year. <laughs> we got like way too ambitious with them, like shooting a firework out of our ass, shitting our pants, running. That was Riley owes us all that stuff. Yeah. Riley has to shit his pants, shoot a firework out of his ass. And then, yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, he lo- he lost all the big ones last year. We were supposed to do a shoey. Was he in on the shoey one? Yeah, the butt crack shoe beer. Yeah. No, I honestly, I lost the 10K shoey one. But we're, we're, we're getting back to some of the charms, some of the basics. Um, we're going to, we're going to come up with some more clippable stuff. I went back and watched the video of John shotgunning four sun drops and that was making me laugh really hard. And yeah, I, I don't think, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't think it was just me and it was like, oh, this was like partially my idea. Like, that's why I'm laughing. Like, it was like legitimately funny. There was definitely dry spots in it. Like it was. Yeah. It was long and like John's like stomach would hurt and stuff. And then you had to like get back to shotgun. But this is the Coney Island double dog division winners. And since Coney Islands are spread pretty thin these days, um, I think there's some in Michigan and stuff. I'm not going to hold you to getting to Coney Island, even though you would have a lot easier job of getting to it but yeah i'm sure there's one in lacrosse still it's my assumption there, there is uh just one though so since we love coney island we're going with the the namesake there but it's going to be if you lose this since there is 14 teams that make the playoffs uh so i guess it's division division winners and wildcard teams 14 teams make the playoffs. You have to eat 14 hot dogs if you lose this segment. And in one in one episode, right? Yeah, yeah. In in one sitting. Like you you will be on film the whole time. We'll probably bring like a special guest on. John so that will is- probably Jailbird John will probably just do it in uh, solidarity with you, even though he didn't lose anything uh, or, or more. Um, but yeah, but yeah, we'll maybe just do like a side show of that. 
yeah and do it at like i think it should be throughout the episode but like if you can't get it done we'll be like thank you we love you thanks for the support all you suckers can eat our shorts and then we'll just have for the real ones who really care us just keep going eating hot dogs yeah so i do believe i do believe that if i lose this which is possible right for sure um that i have eaten 14 hot dogs in a sitting okay i've I've eaten at least 10 in a sitting and not felt uncomfortable so yeah should we you got to do buns too then it's up to you i don't care like either way i've eaten 14 or 10 like without buns i think when I was in a hot dog eating contest, I ate like seven in like three minutes or something like that. So, okay. So this one ain't that bad. No, this is not like something. I, I think I joked with you right before we came back that like, this would be a nice little meal. Yeah. Yeah. You, you say that now, but let's do, you got to eat out buns, 14 hot dogs, 14 buns, no dipping. I mean, you can dip them in water. I would be more amused if you were dipping them in water. Because I yeah, the, like the, that part, like, grosses me out. Like, I, the, I would, yeah, but the buns become nothing to eat, they just dissolve. No, I think you should be able to dip. If you really want to dip, you can dip. Okay. So I don't think I'll need to, but, you know, 14 hot dogs. I mean, 14 hot dogs is, it's enough. It's not like, it's not like nothing. I'm not Joey Chestnut where I can eat 75, right? I don't think that that's realistic, but I do think for, I think the tough thing for me would be to have like the whole plate of them in front of me so that people know I'm not cheating. It's not just the same hot dog or whatever, but yeah, we're definitely going to bring a counter on that can chime in for the whole show. So it's not going to be just you and I like it. Yeah, we're going to have to. It, it it will be Jailbird John. We're gonna make Jailbird John come on, and then we'll we'll see what he gauges the difficulty of the scale is. But I did see one time this Jailbird John. If you're new to the show, he's came on the show and he shotgunned four sun drops in like it was like ten minutes. But I told him it was like only like three minutes. So he's because we were gonna see how many he could shotgun in five minutes. But I didn't have a way to time them. So, so, so in my head, I was just like, I just want to see how many he can shotgun like before he like says, like, isn't this too I'm much time? <laughs> <laughs> and like I think in his head was like, oh yeah, the buzzer's coming soon. If I just put like one more down, like the buzzer, but the buzzer was never coming. So, yeah. So he had to tap out. But anyways, let's let's roll into this. Mike, I want you to go through all of yours first. I think all right, yeah, yeah. So I'm not gonna like dig into why I think these teams are gonna win. Um, but I I think I do have a couple out there that are might be unique. Um anyway, I'm gonna get going. I'm gonna start with the AFC. So the AFC North, I got the Ravens winning the division, I got the Bills winning the AFC East. The Jaguars win in the AFC South. The Chiefs win in the AFC West, even with the loss last night. And then my wild card teams, I got the Jets, the Steelers, and the Bengals. I think I don't think I can leave the Bengals out. That was the one that I like 
actually the Jets and the Bengals, I considered leaving both of them out. And I thought, there's almost no way this happens. And so uh, that's where I'm at there. Oh, yeah. AFC. Actually, you do the, we'll do the AFC first. So, okay. Yeah. And yep. We'll jump we, over to Pat here. Yeah. And we honestly did this without even consulting anybody, but I, I think we both went pretty chalk on it. So AFC North, I want Ravens, same as Mike. AFC East, I want Bill, same as Mike. AFC South, I want Jaguars, same as Mike. AFC West, I went Chiefs, same as Mike. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's pretty chalk talking in the East. Uh, but our, our wild card teams get slightly oh, really. shaken up. Yeah, no, only yeah. a little bit. So, go ahead and go with your wild card teams here. So, my number one wild card team, I think the best team that misses the playoffs is going to be the Bengals. I did put the Jets first, but then the second best team I got missing the playoffs is the Jets. Um, and then I am very, very torn on whether I think it's going to be the Chargers or the Dolphins buying for that last spot. But I'm going to tear it down. I think the Dolphins are fucking good. I think they have a great advantage playing in Miami. Um and I think that's going to take it over the top. I also do think, ah, uh, fuck, what's his name, Mike? What's their coach's name? Mike McDaniel. Yeah, Mike, Mike McDaniel. Uh, is a very smart dude. So I'm going to okay, go so like, okay, so you're going with the Dolphins because you think he is a smart dude. Um, I think the two teams you had down, you had two teams down: the Chargers and the Dolphins, right? <laughs> oh, who yeah. are playing? Who are playing in Week One? Um. I think both those teams have buffoon head coaches. They're idiots. I I think I not that they, like they don't know not that they don't know football. Like I think they could know football to some extent. Um, but so my example with McDaniel that makes him dumb is that for the entire season he tried to make his team the fun team, the team that like does shit that like is more loose and they have ping pong tables. They have all the shit inside the locker room that is for the players. Right. And then when it came down to making the playoffs, he removed that shit. So you either believe in that shit or you don't, right? Like if you believe like having a loose, like fun, like good atmosphere team is important. You got to ride and die with that shit. Right. So Not like change. You're, you're a ping pong table guy. That's going to just, no, no, no. I, I am a stick with what you're doing. Don't be wishy-washy when you're a fucking head coach of an NFL football team. Like, yeah, no, I, I think you have a good point like, there for sure. Have, cons- have some consistency. So I think that-, that he's like kind of a clown because of that, right? Like when you start becoming like, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And then all of a sudden you're like, nope, we're not going to do this because now it's important. Yeah. Well, it's guess games. what? It's been important the whole fucking season. The whole fucking season is important. All them games are fucking important. And so the, the other team you had down was the Chargers. Um, and the Chargers, I think, uh, so my example is I listened to McAfee quite a bit. And uh, Brandon Staley came on and he just said that he doesn't use analytics, which is what I thought he was using to make decisions on like fourth down, which I also don't think is super intelligent because I think an- analytics are skewed due to the fact that teams need that 
that changes the psychological component of what's going on and like things happen there. Right. I think I've explained this on the podcast in the past, but several times. Yeah. But like it changes with Stanley. Yeah. And like, I just find that guy to be like a fucking buffoon because he's like, uh, my guys are really good athletes. I'm going to put them out there and try to get it on fourth down. Guess what, motherfucker? Everybody in the NFL is a good fucking athlete. All of them. They're all dudes. They all like they're just dominant. All right. So I want to defend myself a little bit before. No, no. I actually think both of these teams have a really good chance of making the playoffs due to the fact that they are like. I think they got players in their super coaches talented teams. And that's super what talented say. teams, but their coaches are idiots. Here's another one that I think is like has a super talented team, but um their coach is an idiot. The Bengals. I think the Bengals coach is a moron and he fell ass backwards into Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. I can't even think who the coach is off the top of my head. Yes, yeah, because you don't know because it's not him. It's the fucking Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Has nothing no. to do with him. I like Mike McDaniel's. I'm gonna stick with it. I don't agree with taking the ping pong tables out of the thing because I do agree with your point. It's like you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Like if if you got something going on, you can't just be like, "Oh, it's game time now." But I just think the Dolphins are a super fun team. I think he is a guy that'll keep it loose. I don't think it was like. Oh, this is no fun, Mike McDaniels. Now that you're dealing with, it was just like maybe there was like a fight over ping pong, and it's just like, guys, we can't fucking do this right now. Like that—that's exactly how I could hear him saying it. It's like, yeah, we can't deal with this right now. Like he's a first-year head coach. He's testing yeah, and maybe couple, like maybe testing a couple things out. No, fair enough. I just don't like the move at the end of the season. And I've, I've brought that up too in the past. Like if, if you think that that like keeping your guys loose and like ready to go works, fucking stick with that shit. I got you. Who do you got? Ted Lasso just a champion. I have, I need a champion for my AFC. Who's coming out of here. You didn't do your wildcard teams yet. Yeah, I did. I did jet Steelers and Bengals. I don't think you said it though. I mean, you um, have have it on the uh, paper. It's on tape. We'll go back and look it up. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure you didn't say yours yet. You just I thought I went through them all. I could be wrong, but I got the Jets, Steelers, and Bengals. I uh, I'd love to leave the Bengals off because I hate their head coach. Um, I think the Steelers figure something out with Kenny Pickett this year. I think that he's going to be the only guy, dude that sticks out of that draft class. Nope, you're 100 percent right. No, no, you, you went through all your picks first. Yeah, no, you were right. Uh, I'll concede it. I don't want to listen to the tape. Well, I'm going to listen to the tape in a couple of days whenever it comes out, so it doesn't matter. Um, all right, let's jump. I will. I'll stop bitching about buffoon head coaches. Um, I gotta like start remembering. There's like two things I definitely can't bring up to you. Also, you go down wild rabbit hole. Steroids daily. And Brandon Staley. Steroids and Staley. <laughs> you got to stay away from those two S's. I can probably get over the Staley one, right? I like I like the Chargers a lot this year, and I think if they stay healthy, they're a very, very good team. Um, I guess I don't have them in my playoffs, but which they did make last year when they were 
completely unhealthy. Yeah. So, um, but I didn't put it is what it is. Yeah. The AFC was tough like that though. That's what I would say is like, I, I had a hard time keeping teams out of the playoffs. Like, I think if it was, you're going for the 14 best teams, I think maybe 18 of them would have came out of the AFC. That's high. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that that's possible for sure. Um, all right, let's jump over to the NFC. So the NFC North, I have the Packers. Big surprise. Yep. The NFC East, I have the Eagles. I think they're going to repeat again this year. Uh, NFC South, I have the Saints. The NFC West, I have the 49ers. The uh, wild card teams, I have the Commandos out of the NFC East. I got the Lions out of the NFC North. And I got the Giants out of the NFC East. I think that uh, the NFC West... And the NFC uh, South are not very good. They're not deep. Yeah. No, no, no. 100%. But the more I'm looking at this, like, uh, if, if we go down, we're going down together, buddy. Like, it, there's very there's very little wiggle room. So there's more in the NFC, right? I mean. A little bit. Two. Yeah, that's so two. So. I'll go, I'll go to mine here quick. So uh, we'll start in the north. We're going clockwise like we've been doing the whole time. Packers uh, out in the east. I got the Eagles right now. I'm going to eliminate the Falcons, and I'm going to take the Panthers to win that. I think it's, it's kind of bold with, like, Bryce Young taking over the helm. Um, but honestly, Saints were, like, third on my list, and – I don't know. I have no faith in Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is the most below average quarterback to get the longest leash of whoa any any quarterback to like ever play. I, I would say ever play. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, when you uh, reiterate what I'm saying, it it kind of makes me like. Uh, rethink things but like kirk cousins like i would say he's another he's an average quarterback that's got like a long i think he's an above average quarterback that has gotten a long leash but i think Derek carr below average and he's had the same length of leash as kirk cousins uh he's never done shit and everybody every year is like oh he's gonna he's gonna do this this year like Everyone always comes. I've never got like the hype on Derek Carr, like below average quarterback. But I don't know. I don't know why I'm picking the Panthers. I read one thing that they had the best offensive line in the league. And I was like, all right, I'm going to roll with with that. Uh, And I think Bryce Young is going to be good. So West 49ers. Uh, first wild card team. I got the Giants second, Cowboys last, Lions. So, I think if you could just point out where we zagged from each other. All right, so we zagged on the uh, wild card teams between the Cowboys and the Commandos. Um, oh, I I left the Cowboys out of the playoffs. Interesting. So that's I was thinking about doing that too, and I was thinking about putting the Commanders in. So are the commanders. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I like the idea behind the commandos. And then we have the Saints and the Panthers difference. So I have the Saints and you have the Panthers. Um, that's really it. So we have the Saints. Uh, so we have uh, the NFC South is different. One wild card team and one wild card team in the AFC as well. So three teams are all we have different. All right. Yeah, I mean... It's pretty crazy because, yeah, I picked mine before you, but I had mine all whited out when you picked. So you had no clue what I picked. I had no clue what you were going to pick. I guess I did kind of uh, slot two in because I just wanted people to know I was having a conundrum with them when I was wrong. Uh, But I I don't even think those would have changed it to your team or not your team. Like those, well, you were saying you didn't like the Saints, and then it was Dolphins and Chargers. And as you guys understand, those teams bother me. <laughs> yeah, those head coaches, those head coaches really chap Mike's asshole. So, yep, don't bring up if you're talking to Mike, don't bring up Mike. Brandon Staley, Mike McDaniels. Um, I'll give you a couple. I'm trying to think who the I can't think who the Bengals head coach is. Some uh, Taylor, right? Because it sounds like it should be a football coach. Yeah, yeah, or, Zach Taylor. It's Zach, Zach Taylor. Taylor. Oh, yeah. Because I always want to say it's Zach Thomas. But, but yeah. Um, so another one is Josh McDaniel. I think that that guy might be the biggest buffoon in all of football. All right. Like, Who's not next? that he doesn't know football. Like, he's obviously an offensive genius, right? Um. After what happened with um, Trey Lance, I think maybe Kyle Shanahan's on that list too. Like, just makes terrible decisions. That's like, maybe so not so dumb. Judging judging a coach on a pick, like it's that would be more of a lynch. It has thing. nothing to do with the pick, right? It has not. Uh, it has very little to do with the pick. It has the. It has a lot to do with allowing him to grow and being able to make him grow inside of your system right so you you gave up like three picks to get up there and fucked it all up because mac jones is obviously like the like lock pick there for them like that's the guy who like fits he's brock purdy with probably a better arm and like more pedigree he's the same dude but yeah i i mean i think it gets interesting when when you go whose fault that is and like who's gonna no, be no, good, I, who's gonna be not he, like so he here's feels, another re- here's another reason on kyle shannon i got one more he was running the offense for the uh falcons in that super bowl yeah i mean that that's a fuck up that's a huge fuck up that yeah it's not good that's the, like good. the biggest fuck up of all time you can't run you don't run the ball that's the biggest fuck up of all time. You just uh, second half. I'm not going to run the ball when I'm up 28 to fucking three or 27 to three, whatever it was. 28 to three. You were right. It's the biggest fuck up of all time in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know what he's been doing without a quarterback, though. I think no, no, no not without a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is efficient. He's just fine. So without a quarterback is fucking silly. I mean, Jimmy G is just that's. Fine. 
Yeah, he's fine, but like, look who's been winning Super Bowls. It's been Tom Brady. It's been Patrick Mahomes. It's been Aaron Rodgers. Joe Flacco. Yeah, yeah. So that, like mean, they're in there. Like to pretend that they're not in there, it's not not good. Yeah, right no. Now. I mean, but you need a phenomenal like record. They have that defense. They they do. They have. Yeah. They have like, that. I mean, they have the fucking offensive pieces like they just don't have a dominant quarterback right and i think last year they probably go to the super bowl i think they beat the eagles if brock purdy stays healthy if he doesn't fuck up his elbow i really do like but i don't think that that matters right um if your defense is that fucking good and your offense is just relatively efficient like if you have a guy who can throw the ball downfield at all like 10 yards they probably beat the eagles they didn't have a guy who could throw the fucking ball in that game. Yeah, but no, I I think the system that he set up, maybe he's not the guy that can like punch it through the the end zone, get get the Super Bowl win in the final. But I mean, he's he took over that 49ers team, and I guess they they were still good with Colin Kaepernick. So I mean, it's it's not like. I They've had moments of being good. They've had moments of being good out there. Right? Yeah. But obviously he gets the head coaching job due to the and fact that they weren't great at some point. And they're always solid. So that that's that's what he's got going. But I'm I'm done arguing coaches that I don't I don't know all the the pedigree about, but you did bring up some very good points. I just, I, there's I'll just a few that you. I think are buffoons. I just don't like them, right? I just have problems with them. That's all. All right. You ready for this six pack and a pound? Can I go over six? the rules? Yep. Six pack Real. and a pound. I emailed you the rules, but I'm going to try to do them off the top of my head. So this is going to be the six pack and a pound brought to you by Taco John's. Um, rules of this is going to be pretty standard. We used to, I know this episode is running long, but this is actually going to be a way to get us into a little bit shorter of episodes. Uh, but we usually do all the games. So now Mike and I are out for blood. We're actually trying to give you guys good picks. Uh, if we suck at it, which we've been like fairly average the past two years. I think the first year we both ended up plus money. The second second year we both ended up. You might end up plus money. Yeah, I, was, yeah, yeah. I think and we I was, put in some rules that allowed me to end up plus money. Yeah. So, and we'll probably do that again. We'll we'll probably like waver from the system, but I don't it, think I'm going to lose a game all year it, yeah. outside of the Chiefs game that I lost yesterday. Yeah, but that was their mulligan. Yeah. But anyways, we're going to pick six. So we're going to pick seven games, but six of them are going to be for a hundred Bing Bongs. Aside from the double dog. So that does throw a wrench. You don't have to use a double dog, but if you use a double dog, you're betting a hundred bing bongs and with the opportunity of winning uh, 200. So it's just that the dog that you think is actually going to win outright that week, but you can only use one. So if you have more tough luck, buddy. Uh, cause it's kind of like a win-win when you're using that. Cause you're only going to lose a hundred, but if you win, 
you you win 200. I don't think we're going to do any juice this year just to keep the math as simple as possible. And not that it was like that hard last year, but it's just going to be more of like a win-loss total with a bonus for a double dog. And then our pound, our seventh pick is the pound pick. And that's worth 300. Uh, but you could also lose 300 in that one. So that's at 300 for 300. Um, okay. So, so it sounds kind of confusing. But the punishment for this one is if you lose, you have to eat a 12-pack and two pounds in an episode. Okay. Two po- is that like two pounds of like tots? Yeah. Okay. It's like extra salty. So we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Because um, both these challenges are going to end like right around the same time. But we are going to get these challenges done for you guys. I'm going to be up in an area where there's a Taco John's pretty close. I know Mike. I got a it, four, 50 minute drive to get one probably. Yeah. Which which is okay. That's not that big a deal. Okay. Yeah. Your mics are going to be cold when he's eating them. Uh, <laughs> That's the way I prefer food is like lukewarm room temperature. All right. So Mike roll. And then we're just going to have Mike roll through his picks. I'll roll through my picks. All right. So oh, I yeah. Took- it, I forgot one, one more rule. We're shotgunning a sun drop every single week. So the loser of this shotguns a sun drop week to week so if mike beats me this week i have to shotgun a sun drop during the next show if we tie we both shotgun one whoever shotgun is slower has a shotgun too oh that's how it goes i got you so that's the tiebreaker kind of yeah well i'm gonna every time it's gonna be me so just win every time. Just yeah, win. I'm just saying every time I can't, I, I, I don't shotgun well. So, you know, that's kind of the way that goes anyway. All right. So dolphins at chargers. I got the chargers minus three in this game. Um, Eagles at Patriots. I got the Eagles minus four Buccaneers at Vikings. I got the bucks plus five Packers versus the bears. I'm taking the Packers with the money line and the double dog. Double dog. I got the Cowboys at the Giants. I got the Giants plus three and a half. Um, Cardinals at the Commanders. I got the Commanders. Commandos. Commandos. Minus seven. And for my pound it, I got the 49ers at the Steelers. I got the Steelers plus two with the balloon head coach, uh, Kyle Shanahan. And where do the dogs call Mike? To the pound. The pound. The pounded game of the week for Mike. Headed to pound town. I will run through mine real quick. So I am going Panthers plus three and a half at the Falcons. Then I'm going to go Giants plus three and a half. You don't get the plus three and a half. Not on the double dog. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Yeah, you the way you wrote yours was less confusing than the way I wrote mine. But so the next game I'm going to choose from is Cowboys minus three and a half at the Giants. I'm going to take the Giants to straight up win that one. And that is going to be my double dog. Um, 
Then the next game I have is Eagles minus four at the Patriots. And I'm going to take the Eagles to uh, cover. And the next game, Texans at the Ravens. Ravens minus nine and a half. I'm taking the Ravens in that game. And then we have the Jags minus five at the Colts. I'm going to take the Colts to cover in that game. I do think the Jaguars are going to win, but I think the Colts will keep it closer than that. Uh, Next game, Bills minus two and a half at the Jets. I'm going to take the Jets to cover in that game. And then my pound it game of the week, the where do the dogs go to the pound game of the week for 300 bing bongs. Packers are going to beat the Bears at Soldier Field like the Bears stole something from them. That's all I got. That's all. All right. And so with that, uh, remember, guys, if you're enjoying the episode, you made it this far a long ways into a straight to business episode that almost every time we were doing business, we got sidetracked. Um, Make sure you like it, subscribe, tell other people about it, send them our way. Um, We love you. And if you're (laughs) doubting the, the Brewers, the the Brewers, the Bucks, the Badgers, the Packers, or Martin Truex Jr. You can eat our shorts. Roll it. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shorts. Eat my shorts.